Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Good morning into the lab and in, in our new Thursday morning slot, excited to continue season two with our sports scientists. Welcome to episode 28 of the Into the Lab podcast. I'm your host, Ernest Silva, also found at the Sport Gene and powered by the mothership Blue Collar Media Group, where we are back with some fun debates on NBA and, and, and XFL news today. Our panel of experts bring the latest information straight to your ears, and like always, if you are a betting person, this is this episode is definitely for you. This show is coming to you from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, but your favorite sports analysts are cooking in the lab from all over the globe, so let's cue the announcer and get your morning buzzing right. And now, tonight's starting lineup. From Pittsburgh, football, hockey, gambling writer for Blue Collar Media Group, Twitter handle at Steel Curtain, P-E-H, the most interesting name in the world, Paul. XFL week two, boys. Let's get it. From Bali, Indonesia, a beverage connoisseur, wrestling expert for Blue Media. She, he's not here today, so let's skip that. <laughs> Every time, from Winnipeg, featured on the podcast, the Institute of Drafting, the 2019 Into the Lab NFL Pick'em Champion, Twitter handle at the Phantom Jazzy, Miles Bloomquist. I just want to say I just watched the Marquette King punt, and oh, that must be really tough for Marquette King to watch back. <laughs> yeah, I think you should sign with the Patriots. <laughs> of course you do. From St. Charles, becoming a regular from the Loud Sports Podcast, part of the Blue Collar Media Group Network. Twitter handle at loud underscore sportscast, Kyle Gorney. What's going on, guys? Excited to be back and talk a little NBA playoffs and some all-star. Awesome. From the great city of Pittsburgh, heard on the Outside the Paint podcast and featured as well on Blue Collar. Twitter handle at Sports Von Dalezell. Hey, guys. Great to be back. I'm excited for this week. Big XFL weekend and uh, all-star weekend. And Zach Levine was snubbed. That's all I got to say. <laughs> what an intro. And last, surprising all of us from Boston, slightly biased, very own, and co-host of Smack Talk, Twitter handle at Reisner underscore Steven, the great Steve Reisner. What's going on, everybody? Um, if anybody asked, I was not here. <laughs> great. great to have everybody here for today's episode. Steve, and lots- I told you to be quiet. <laughs> Steve has been warned multiple times with legal counsel not to say anything, but he is joining us today. Let's talk about our three-round segment. Thanks for joining today, fellas. But round one will be analysis on some NFL, NBA, and XFL news. 
going around on the podcast talking about the latest trends. Round two, a pick'em episode that's going to be featured around the NBA All-Star Weekend and the XFL games in week two. Um, and then round three, we're going to have some introductions to some of our podcast members here. Go on their shows and talk about what they're doing, as well as where you can catch into the lab this road trip season. So a full group this morning, NBA, talk- NBA topics. I am hyped. Let's get into it. You're just hyped because Houston won. I'm absolutely Because of hyped. fucking free throws. Absolutely. That's part of our strategy. Threes, free throws, and layups. We'll get, we're definitely going to get into that. We're definitely going to get into that. That's for sure. Round one, league news and updates. Round one, top stories this morning in sports. Let's just start it off. Let me start off with a congratulations to Von Dalezo with a come-from-behind victory. I was already claiming victory being 5-0. and He came back. I sucked ass. We ended up being tied at 8-5 and um, when it comes to the Moneyline pick. So congrats to you, Von Dalezo, co-champion of week one for season two. And then outright an impressive 4-0 in against the spread picks for the XFL. So kudos to you. Congratulations. You want to give a speech? I, I would just like to thank the New York Guardians. Everyone didn't want to pick them. Um, I, think the, I think the phrase everyone used was, fuck New York. And, uh, yeah. It was. Let's go, Guardians. I, I say that a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a pretty normal thing. I, I think everybody says that on this, on this podcast. But kudos to you, Vaughn. And, and let's just get – you know, now that XFL Week 1 is in the books, you know, it, the only great way to start is to jump right, right into that. And, Miles, bring us up to speed on the recap for this past week's games. All right. Well, um, you know, I think that the XFL had a very good debut, uh, much better than last year's AAF. We saw some pretty good football. I was especially impressed with how the quarterbacks played this weekend. Um, a lot of these guys are actual former NFLers and, you know, good prospects like Jordan Tiamalu, who is actually my favorite quarterback I saw this week for the St. Louis Battlehawks. Um, but overall, uh, I think it was uh, everything went about as expected, except that New York Guardians game, which I want to kind of highlight because, wow, that Guardians defense looked really good. Um, the Vipers uh, were supposed to be stacked on offense. Aaron Murray, who was, you know, not a great NFLer, but certainly probably one of the most notable names in the XFL. Antonio Callaway, Mark Trestman as a head coach. That offense was supposed to be doing big things, but to get like just annihilated by the defense and held to three points was quite surprising. And um, you know, a lot of good coaching around the league. Uh, I think that's the big thing to note here. We actually have NFL coaches, former NFL assistants, and even Bob Stoops, who is one of the best college coaches of all time. So seeing that success in the XFL this weekend, I think is going to be really good, and I cannot wait. Yeah, that's wonderful. And and when it comes to the XFL, I'm going to ask you again, Miles. You know, what was the worst outlook for the XFL in week one? The firing of defensive coordinator Pepper Johnson or Marquette King's perfect punt ruined? Uh, well, I actually just looked into some of the stuff because I didn't even really hear about it. But that Pepper Johnson thing is kind of interesting because um, the Wildcats defense wasn't even that bad. But he gets fired. And then their team captain is apparently a free agent, and L.A. said nothing about that. So um, uh, that's really interesting. But by far, the most painful thing to see was that Marquette King punt. 
absolutely perfect. And uh, just to see that ruined, it's, you know, this is an amateur league. A lot of these guys are amateurs, but oh, that just hurts so much. So I'm going to go with the Marquette King pun for being the worst thing to happen to him. Yeah, I got to admit, that hurt me. What do you fellas think? You think that was the worst thing this 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 weekend when it comes to the XFL? It was pretty bad. Yeah, that was pretty damn bad, man. But Rude. Pat, Pat hear, McAfee's call of that play was fucking phenomenal. Oh, it, it was it was amazing. What is he doing? Don't touch it! Don't touch it! God. Don't yeah. touch it! That is hilarious. I, I I mean, do we give some slack to the special teams player because he thought that it touched the leg of the returner? I do, I do. I give a little slack there, but ah, oh, it's because I, I, know, I that was just... it, it's tough. I, I I I can't say for sure that if I was running down the field at full speed and saw the ball go through that guy's legs like that, that I wouldn't think that it touched him. But he didn't. He, 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 he didn't probably thought he was it. making a heads up play, touching the ball. Right. Yeah. But he's either going to be a hero or loser. Yeah. Yeah. He's a loser. Yeah. He's a loser. He's been sucks. <laughs> he sucks. His wife left him. His kids want nothing to do with him. His check won't cash. Yeah, his check won't cash. He had to foreclose on his house. <laughs> now, now, Steve, I know you watched every game because you were you were you were posting live videos from it. Um, I couldn't have been the well, before I ask you that, Steve. I couldn't have been the only one that didn't know Marquee, Marquette King was not in the NFL. Did everybody know he was not in the NFL anymore? Yeah, I, I, I hadn't heard that. the name in a while, so I kind of figured he wasn't, but. I didn't know he was even playing. I didn't know he was in the XFL until like the other day. He was a Pro Bowler two or three years ago, wasn't he? Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. yeah he was. Fuck, he was unreal. He yeah, danced, he was awesome. He was dancing all over the field after that punch. That's got to be a, a story. Then he threw a flag at a breath. Yeah, he got like signed to Denver, and then Denver cut him, and then no one wanted to sign him. So that's the last well, I ever he heard got, of him. He got in a bunch. He got like a few penalties for celebrating and he didn't like it picked up the flag and threw the flag and his <laughs> career just kind of tumbled from that moment well well yeah. you know i remember a time that i was at the bar and they told me they couldn't serve me anymore because <laughs> so I, I i i took my empty cup and i threw it at the bartender is it so the I same understand, one you have i understand what my cat thing is coming from are you still allowed at that bar steve uh no <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried going back the next morning, and yeah, next I, I wasn't morning. allowed in. Yeah, I, I don't know why I tried so soon. <laughs> you probably should have let that sit a little they, bit. They buddy. didn't look happy to see me. <laughs> That's look at dog. this fucking guy. <laughs> Dude, it, it was fucking great. asshole again. <laughs> All my buddies were standing outside smoking. The fucking the door gets kicked open, and I get carried out fucking by the bouncers. They're like, look at this asshole. Oh, wait, that's our asshole. <laughs> well, Steve, I'll ask you, any any other big news you saw from the games? What were your takeaways? What was the hype <coughs> around the XFL? Was it a success? I'd say it was a success. I, I enjoyed it. I thought that was good television. Uh, the transparency by the refs ha having the camera in the replay booth is unreal. I, I think the NFL should adopt that system. That um, when, we, we bitched all year about the refs, and I don't think I'll be bitching about the refs in the XFL. I love uh, their controller. Oh, uh, I completely agree. The yep. Xbox controller is actually used in NFL replay rooms too. That's like, that's actually a brilliant idea, though. The way they use it, it's yeah, it's like 
ridiculous. I was kind of looking and reading into it, and that's that's pretty cool. It's really neat. And now this this little touch of like you can stick a camera and a microphone in a guy's face at any time. Yeah. Like this dude, well, you had someone miss a field goal, and then they're like, "Well, you couldn't make it in the NFL kicking field goals." And you come out here looking for your second shot, and you blew it. What happened out there? <laughs> <laughs> See, I like that you can hear the offensive coordinators, too, talking to the quarterbacks and the defense coordinators. Yeah. And then the announcers are explaining what's being called. And it's like, OK, this is actually pretty cool. You know what I mean? It's I, I like the whole idea that they have going on with the XFL. Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of annoyed me, though, because I didn't need a, what a sluggo route is explained to me. But I guess. See, so I, I was pretty caught I, the that they did that. But the kickoffs, the kickoffs were awesome too. Mm -hmm. I oh, think yeah. kickoffs were great. Really, really need to look into that. I mean, it's the it, perfect it's workaround. Yep. Um, the ref <laughs> just spots the ball. That's another great, another great idea. Absolutely, I love that idea. I, and and Miles touched on the coaches. I, yeah. I was talking about that all weekend. They did a fucking fantastic job getting coaches for the XFL. Ha Having Norm Chow and June Jones out there coordinating offenses and Jerry Glanville from the old Houston Oilers call mm -hmm. the defense. Stoop. Yeah, Bob Stoops. For Bob yep. Stoops with Landry Jones again. That's fucking that's great. Trust that's good for TV right there. Another Dallas team coming up short. <laughs> You're pretty used sense. to that, right? <laughs> Everything was right with the football world on, on Sunday. Nothing missed a beat for Dallas, that's for sure. <sighs> But, yeah, I even liked as little as the ball. I thought the ball was super cool. Just the way they would show the angles and the and the design on the ball. Looks sick. My opinion. Is that only me? I knew you would love no, that I, ball. I, 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 I was, that, that was cool. I, I thought it was a little weird having the fucking the cameras in the locker room at halftime. I can tell you, Bill Belichick would never coach in this league. He'd piss on the camera. Yeah. <laughs> He'd only have cameras in the other team's locker room. <laughs> <laughs> I know something like that was coming. Listen here. Listen here. He uses microphones, not cameras. Jeez, get it right. I'm sorry, Kyle. You're right. That was and perfect. that would be on the side and not the locker room. Yeah, get it right. Or in we the deflate balls God. in the locker room. Yeah. yeah. Well, we let balls deflate because of the ideal gas law in the locker room. Right. Steve, I said to be quiet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not going to want to defend me in court. <laughs> Clearly. Well, obviously, a ton of exciting things with the XFL. It's got our guys hyped, so we'll definitely be looking at that week two action, talking about it momentarily in our pick -em. But let's talk about the hardwood. Only a couple of games left for this week, um, starting with tonight, uh, the Boston plane as well as the Thunder plane. And um, then we go right into All-Star Weekend. Um, but obviously, last week was a huge week, and more players moving to the game this week. Paul, I'm going to chime you in here with the NBA news. What tra trade deadlines come and gone? What are some of the big names that have moved, or what kind of teams made some big moves in this trade deadline? Honestly, I, the contestants really uh, <coughs> didn't really move much, I don't think. Um, Marquise Morris to the Clippers was huge, I thought. Um, I like Justice Winslow, too, to the Grizzlies. Um, mm -hmm. I like that move a lot. Uh, the biggest, I guess the biggest names you would say, uh, Andre Drummond went from Detroit to Cleveland, so his life pretty much fucking sucks. 
<laughs> dude. Hey, they got dude. good mustard in Cleveland, hey, man. Let me tell you something right now. I live in Michigan. There was a goddamn riot about to start when that trade went down. That yeah, was bad. <laughs> I'm not a Pistons fan. I'm not a Pistons fan. I I can't stand the Pistons. Dude, they it was it, it was damn near all my Facebook, all of my social media, and then people out in the street. You thought there was a riot about to explode. I can see That's that. That's awesome. Um, we talked a little bit last week about Capella going to the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Like that move. Um, Iguodala to the Heat. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to make of that move. Uh, I mean, I got to see him play. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be Iguodala of a couple years ago, or is he just an old guy now? No, but uh, that, that trade for Iguodala was that extension like part of a stipulation for him? I yep. would think so. Yeah. Yep. Like you can't trade me unless I get extended. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Timberwolves pretty much have an entire new team. Uh, the biggest like money wise deal: Wiggins went to the Warriors, and uh, D'Angelo went to the Timberwolves. Timberwolves got Evan Turner. They got James Johnson. Uh. I just don't see a lot of things that separated teams at the top. Um, I guess Marquise Morris or Marcus Morris is the best is the best move by a contender is what I would say. That was uh, that's, that's where I was going to go. Was does Marcus Morris move the needle at all for the Los Angeles no. Clippers? No. I, 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 As a Celtics fan, no, he does not move the needle. I, I, I just don't. I mean, what are we talking about? Maybe one more win, maybe. I, I, at the end of the day, they're going to roll with, you know, they're going to roll with who they had there when it comes down to crunch time. I mean, that's yeah. who they're going to roll with. What about well, that? I guess a team like trade. Houston now, they could, they could play all the rewards. Yeah, yeah, they could. You know, um, I, I, I kind of like it that the, the Rockets just stayed put and we're like, hey, we're going to commit to this small ball and we're going to live by the three, die by the three. I mean, <laughs> At least they're, you know, what I mean, at least they're believing in their system. So, and Bruno uh, Caboclo was picked up by the Rockets. We'll see how that turns out. He's been with us yeah. before. Yeah. What about um, that I Wiggins think, trade? Though? I heard Kyle talk about Wiggins. Yeah, let's talk about Wiggins. Does does um, Andrew Wiggins move the needle for Golden State next year when they're healthy again? See, and that's all I was reading was everybody's going, oh, you know, Golden State's looking to come back and compete again. I, does this really help them? I, I'm asking you, Paul, because you're kind of the guy here on this. Does this even really give them that? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think he'll be on the move probably with that, probably with a, you know, that lottery pick for a big free agent. I mean, you know what I mean? That's what I think. That's what I thought. I didn't understand why fans got all hyped about this. I was like, I, I really think this was just a, you know, a chess piece being moved in a master plan. <laughs> That's how I thought about the move. Uh, I, I mean, they had to get, they had to get rid of uh, Russell because they had to pay a, like a double tax or something. I read like a $30 million tax if they kept him. So their money works so weird in the NBA. Yeah. So, you know, but I think Wiggins in their, in their probably their lottery pick will be on the move for a, a huge free agent. So that's what I would think. And if we had a Bucks fan, he'd shout Giannis right now. And <laughs> just, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get there, but, like, you know, I mean, isn't that what you think, Ernest, that, that Wiggins and that, that lottery pick will be on the move? Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't think Wiggins is that long-term solution where they have a big three. I don't think – I don't think Wiggins is that guy, period. So – um, it definitely feels like an asset move. That's for sure. What happened to Draymond Green this year? I, I guess I haven't really been paying attention to Golden State much. He's just been in and out with different uh, 
different types of injuries. He, First, it was his groin, then it was his leg, then it was his shoulder. See, and he's now, a hometown boy for me. I'm I live in Saginaw County, so he's from Saginaw, Michigan, and so they, you know, you hear about him a lot out here. I feel like they're doing with him basically like a, a extreme load management. Like they know that they're not going to do anything, and they're going to load up for next year. Right. So I just okay, think they're like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, very limited a, this year. Bruise, you're out. Okay, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Let me let me chime in, Vaughn here, Vaughn. <laughs> since we're talking about teams and how they how they've kind of misstrategizing the year, talk to us about who the biggest surprise teams of the year has really been in the NBA. Well, if if you look at like the Eastern Conference, it's everyone would expect. I mean, one through eight, all the teams are in the exact order you'd probably predict them. Uh, maybe the Raptors jump out as a team that's been really good. 21 and 7 at home, uh, 40 and 14 overall in that second seed right now. But are they a threat to win in the playoffs? I mean, if we're talking about contenders here, the Eastern Conference is obviously Milwaukee's probably been the best team overall in the NBA. I mean, record wise, they're six games ahead of the Lakers, who are the second best team. Um, and then you got you. the Celtics, who I'd be remiss if I didn't mention them. They've looked solid too, but again, on the road, they're 15 Thank and 11. Thank you. The only team with over 20 wins on the road is Milwaukee when it comes to Eastern Conference teams. So. And I, I would I have to shout out the Sixers who are nine and nineteen on the road. They look like they can't beat anybody. So I think the Eastern Conference is really Milwaukee and maybe Splash Boston in there as uh, your contenders. And Western Conference, I mean, we know it's a three man show. Ernest, we talked about it the other night on outside the paint. It's Lakers, Clippers, Rockets. End of the day, um, the Rockets look like they could contend with anybody right now. They got the playoff fills going for them in all their games. They beat Boston. Um, they beat the Lakers. So a couple teams that have good strength of schedules, like the Rockets, uh, you, I could see them jumping up to the three seed here, the, even the two seed. And, uh, yeah, battling L.A. for the Western Conference titles. But I think that it's really just a four-team race with Milwaukee, Houston, and the two L.A. teams for uh, title contenders right now. Now, Bob, I know we have some salty Boston fans on the, on the, on the podcast <laughs> right now. So I, they probably don't agree with Houston being contenders because they gave up 60 to my face. Throws. You know, so yeah, um, you don't get those. You don't get those calls in the Western. You Conference. don't get those so calls. Understand. You don't. That's you true. Don't. And, but but get Eric Gordon back. Have the offense flowing. Have a full roster, healthy, different Rockets team. But we won't go there. We're not going to dissect that game too much. What I do want to dissect is your contender list and see if anybody else wants to add a contender team to that and make a case for them. Do we have any other contenders out west or anybody you believe in the East that really are contenders? I know the Raptors are riding that uh, a 15 game win streak right now. Are they for real? No, no, no. I, I Damn, think that the, was a lot of no's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was quick for too. a team that is forty and fourteen. That was a hell of a lot of no's. The, the chemistry's got them there, though. I mean, fifteen straight games they've won. Um, I mean, they won up until you, you know with the All Star break. But it's just, it's all. So you don't think the chemistry now. stays? Uh, I mean, it's, once you hit the <sighs> All Star break, anything's bound to happen. But Toronto's schedule or the tenth. The tenth hardest for the schedule. They still have to play Milwaukee three times. Holy shit! Okay, so got- I, I mean, I understand. I'm just asking here because that was a lot of no's for a 40 yeah. and 14 team on a 15 game win streak. Yeah, I, I mean, I do think I do. I do agree with the no's. I wasn't. I wasn't super quick on that because obviously they they've proven they're a good team. I just think Toronto in the West would be a six, seven, eight team. I, I just you're, you're probably wise. right. You're probably right. Yeah. But you know, I'm just I was thinking back by the no's so quickly. Yeah. I think, I think for me at least, and anyone else could chime in. The two sleeper teams in the East and the West, 
Uh, the East would have to be Boston. I think the Celtics have that chemistry, even with Kemba coming as that piece. He's fit right in with them and what they want to do. And they have Brad Stevens. I honestly think he's a top three coach. I think that's a sleeper team in the East and then the Mavericks in the West. They're a seven seed right now. They've done real well without Doncic. They scored 116 in four or five straight games. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think with him back, I don't think they're going to win or go to the finals. But I think that's a team that can make it maybe to the second round, take someone to six or seven games. And then next year, you'll be like, this team could be for real with Porzingis and him. So I think those are probably my two teams that can make a run. That, that's a good segue because we're going to talk matchups right now, what the current playoff picture looks like going into what's a little bit more than the halfway point. We're, we're, a little, we're about 60%, 65% of the way done with the season. There's only about 30 games most for, for a team and usually about 20, 29 left um, for certain teams, certain franchises. So let's look at the East. If the East were to end today and say, okay, what are the playoff matchups? Milwaukee sitting as the one seed is 46 and seven they'd be playing orlando at 23 and 31 and milwaukee's 4-0 against them this year series uh season series wise uh, is that even a game to talk about or are we all pretty unanimous that milwaukee would easily orlando sneaked one against toronto last year so maybe like a five or six game series at best for orlando but milwaukee for sure i got i got it before yeah. milwaukee sweeps yeah i would too yeah. Yeah. Now Toronto would be the two seed right now at forty and fourteen. They play against Brooklyn, twenty-four and twenty-eight. Um, that that has sweep written all over it, in my opinion. But the Raptors do uh, do have a season sweep of that series. They have they play one more time. Actually, they're playing tonight. So, um, what do you guys think about that matchup? I don't Toronto. Think. Yeah. Raptors five. Yep. I mean, Nets. yeah, with all the nose that they got, they they'll win this one, but it's when the later rounds come. It's... Nets Nets will drive yeah. them to six, but that's it. Okay, yes, and then, and then of course we go to the fan favorite. Boston Celtics are the three seed right now, thirty-seven and sixteen, going up against Indiana. They still play two more times. They've only matched up once this year, and Indiana won that game. Um, that was in that was um, in Indiana. Um, and so, uh, what do we think about the matchup between Boston and Indiana? Is that a potential upset, or is that Boston was just that, had a bad night? No, nah, was, was, was that Indiana Pacers game the Oladipo game? Uh, I'd have to look that up. I don't know that top of my head. Could if be. it was, I just say they're riding. I, I, I they're like riding the that hype. I said, I like the way the paper, Pacers play. Like, but, but Boston, Boston's just—I think they're better coached and they're they're deeper. Yeah, Boston's gonna go pretty far in the playoffs this year. It's gonna be. A, yeah, they're a good I agree. Team. They're just a veteran team right now that just uh, meshes. The Pacers are good. Don't, like they're a very good team, I think. But I think yeah. it's Celtics and six written all over it. Five, yeah. at the, five at the best. For yeah, Oladipo. Yeah, Oladipo Pacers... did not play that game. Okay, so no, the Pacers. Boston definitely takes this though. Yeah, the Pacers really get their wins at home, so I think yeah, that yeah. Unless, unless for some reason the Pacers got up into the top four seeds, they're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs. They were terrible heading into the All Star streak. I mean, lost six straight at one point. They're terrible. So I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Boston. Yeah, they're three and seven in their last ten. That's that's not good. So I go I go Boston pretty easily there too. Let's talk about the uh, the last matchup. It would be Miami and Philadelphia at that four five, which is a very intriguing series. I think that would be a dog fight. Um, and Miami thirty five and eighteen, Philadelphia thirty four and twenty one. How do we feel about this? The, the Heat actually won this head to head three to one in the season series. They've played all their time, so they won't see each other again. I feel like calling this Miami a dog is fight false. Is a stretch. What was that, Kyle? I just don't think this would be. I don't know. I don't like the Sixers. I said that in the last show when we talked about them. I don't trust them. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just hard to trust them. But then again, Miami, who is Miami? Right. <laughs> they don't right. have an These identity. Home teams. Whoever is the higher seed is going to win. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, and that's yeah. it because that's you can't trust these guys away from home. They suck. Yeah, uh, Philly is 9-19 and 19 away from home. That's terrible. That's and Miami is 13-15. Like the Bulls, I'm a Bulls fan. The, the, hold on, the Hornets have as many wins as the Sixers away from home. Exact same record. And the Knicks. Uh, yeah, give me the Heat. I just heat don't trust the Sixers enough to give them this. I think Miami would take it in about six, maybe. So we, we believe in the top four seeds and in the East. Don't think anything's going to differ from that currently. Things could change. Injuries happen, but we'll, we'll monitor that. So all-star break, top four seeds look like they would move on. And we're not going to dissect past that. That's that's digging too much into the weeds and diving down that hole. So let's just talk about the matchups in the West. Los Angeles Lakers clearly have the best record in the West. They're 40-12. and 12. They'd be playing John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies, who are 27-26. and 26. Obviously, Lakers lead that series 2-0. Um, do we have a unanimous consensus? Not really worried about the Lakers in that first round matchup. Uh, Lakers no, are the toughest team. Oh my gosh! Really? Uh, yeah. I feel like Lakers are going to be one of the toughest teams to beat because of the hype. Oh god, no! The Lakers are not going to be good once they get to the playoffs. Like I, LeBron's great, AD's great, but the rest of that team is honestly like. And once they get to the playoffs, you're going to see there's they're so weak after LeBron and Anthony Davis. This, and that's really going to ruin them. I really think they should have traded Kuzma and try to like get a much better guard that can play off with LeBron. But I mean, even there was a report earlier that's saying that all these executives and all these teams are starting to figure out what's wrong with LA, specifically the Lakers. And uh, yeah, once that once that comes out, your team is going to you know lose uh, morale. And once you get into the playoffs, they're actually going to see what's really wrong with the Lakers. Wow. And then LeBron will blame Davis, and then Davis will leave the agency. I think I think the Lakers are gonna win oh, this. Hey, Davis to the Bulls. Hey guys, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, bud. I was wondering. You didn't say anything in that Boston matchup, so I'm glad you're still here. No, oh, sorry, I was getting it... on the train. No problem. I was I was listening. Well, Miles. I think the Lakers uh, oh wait, no, series. I was not getting on the train. I'm at work. Steve, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's go to the next matchup. Denver and Dallas. Denver would be the two seed. Dallas is seven seed. This series is tied one apiece for the regular season. They played two more times after the All-Star break. Um, intriguing matchup. Uh, Denver would be the two seed, 38 and 16. Dallas, 32 and 22. Um, I I actually like Dallas more in this matchup than I do Denver. Um, not and I have No Texas bias because I actually absolutely hate the Mavericks, and you can ask anybody. I I think the Mavericks are a shit franchise, but um, I don't think I don't think Denver is a playoff team, so uh, that's it's conflicting for me. And Luca is just like James Harden, so um, he'll play great in the first two rounds of the playoffs, and then he won't show up for the conference championship game. So I'm gonna say Dallas would would win that series. And you can call me I'm wrong, but what do you guys think about that matchup? I'm, I'm actually with you. I mean, I I said they were my sleeper team. Uh, Denver is a complete regular season squad. We saw what they did through all those injuries. They balled, but in the playoffs, they're so different. Spurs in seven games, they took them to. I mean, a couple other matches, they went to seven. I don't know. I, I like Dallas. I think it's Luka time in the NBA. Yeah, I think Luka is showing that he can lead a team. As young as he is, he can lead a team. And I, I say that, too. You know, completely off topic, guys, here, and I'm just looking at this. Eastern Conference, they have teams that are in the top eight with losing records. Well, one. Yeah, two. In the West is just significantly better. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy crap. These are so close. Yeah. Hey. 
Yeah, but I mean, I mean, easily in the West, the the bottom, what is it, seven teams there? They all have losing records. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I'm just saying I mean, that the race is tight there in the West, and I those mean, teams like Portland and New Orleans will probably finish around 500, if not better. Portland might sneak into the eight seed. They got a very easy strength of schedule coming up. I think it's 26 or 27, so they could they could wow. sneak in there. But yeah. I agree with you, Ernest. I take Dallas here. I think Dallas has got enough um, leadership from Luca, and they can they can take the Nuggets. I, they can take him in six, mm-hmm. honestly. Now um, the next matchup is pretty unique. Obviously, CP3 um, and the Oklahoma City Thunder have been a big surprise in the first half of the season. Thirty-two and twenty-two, the sixth seed would be playing against the Clippers. So visiting his old squad, um, old old squad, thirty-seven and seventeen. The, the Clippers currently sit in the three seed. Um, they've, they've tied this series one and one, but there would be a ton of emotions between the two teams that series played out. So I would personally think it'd be a five, six game series for the Clippers. Um, but I don't know. Do any of y'all feel the thunder on this one? Yep. No. Thunder. no. Who's no. that thunder? <laughs> the Clippers probably have the best team in the Western conference yeah. uh, overall. Clippers are cursed. The Clippers are cursed. That might be I mean, true. I, I'm, I I'm going Clippers. Thunder, though. I mean, there's no way anyone thought they were going to be 32 and 22 heading into the All Star break, and you know, be be actually in the playoff spots with that team. So, yeah, kudos to them. But yeah, I I gotta take the Clippers. Give them maybe six five. Thunder get one at home. Make it five to one. Yeah, I think they would too. Four to one. Yeah. Well, the last matchup before we take a break is going to be Houston and Utah, which is another dogfight series. But Houston has owned their number the last two years. Um, Houston, the five seed, thirty-four and twenty. Utah, thirty-five and eighteen. One buzzer beater away from that really being switched. Um, how do you guys feel about the Houston Utah matchup this year? I've taken too many upsets, so I'm gonna go with Houston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think Houston. I, I, I think like Houston. the Rockets. I like the Rockets. I like Houston. Yeah. yeah. They just seem to I'll have Utah's Rockets number. Houston. Yeah, they just seem to have. Yeah, I'll, take, I'll take Houston. You guys just made Ernest blush. You did. You did. I have to go to commercial break because I'm actually kind of stunned. So I have to, uh, I don't know what to say at this point. Thank you. Is, is that what people say when this happens? Um, but if you're Steve, don't say anything. <laughs> well, you know, that game the other night you saw that Gobert was like, I mean, it's like in the middle of nowhere all the time. He's like, unplayable. You know, so I, I don't know what they do with that. A lot of teams, and, and luckily, um, and tell me if I'm mispronouncing the name, Boston fans, but Theus, is that how you say it? Is Daniel Theus, is that right? Oh, Daniel. Is that right? No? Yeah, I, think it, I thought it was Daniel Tice, but... Tice, that's what it is. Sorry, yeah, I knew I was going to get that wrong. Yeah, so so Tice and Cantor, I mean, on the defensive end, where do you put them? I mean, it's very they're in no man's land, and the same thing happened to Rudy Gobert. Um, and the same thing was happening to Anthony Davis. And you, you have big men who on the defensive side, you have to hide them. You have to hide a big man. And that's very difficult when you play the Rockets. Now on the other side, right, attack the Rockets all day. Um, although since the trade, the Rockets have led in steals and, and blocks. Uh, or not led, they're in the top 10 um, for steals and top 8 for blocks in the NBA. Since the trade happened, they went small. Um, but you still try to go big down low and try to get as many shots down low as you can because it's supposed to come easy. And so um, just interesting. Um, wanted to point out that? there. You got him talking about Houston and we missed the break. We did. That's my bet. Let me go ahead and go to a break. We'll be right back with the pick'em segment and round two right after this commercial break. B 
Before we start round two on the Sport Jeans Into the Lab podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of 8 to 18 in the Rio Grande Valley, check out Triple Double Basketball Academy, one of the premier programs in Texas located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with elite state tournament play. Follow on Facebook or visit www.tripledoublebasketballacademy.org. Triple Double Basketball Academy, where each basketball player grows no matter what. Round 2. Weekly Pick'em and Game Outlooks. All right, we are back, and we're back with the pick'em. We're going to zoom through these. We don't have a lot of pick'ems for this week, being the NBA All-Star Weekend. But let's start with the XFL. The XFL, we have New York visiting D.C. D.C. five-point favorites at home. I'm going to start with the XFL expert on hand, Miles Bloomquist. Make a pick. Yeah, uh, like I said, New York surprised us last weekend with a really good defensive showing and great coaching. And uh, actually, Matt McGloin did not look too bad at quarterback either. So uh, New York looks like they're better than we, you know, we thought we were. But uh, D.C. probably looked the best uh, in opening weekend. And um, seeing Cardale Jones out there is, is awesome to see him back out there. So uh, this is going to be a really tough game. Uh, but I'm actually going to give it to D.C. just because I think that Tampa's offense was not up to par yet, and D.C.'s offense already looks like it's hitting, and they'll expose that giant or Guardians defense. Sorry, NYG mixes me up. So I'll go with the D.C. defenders. Got you taking them with the points. <coughs> uh, what's the points? Five. No, I won't take the points. Okay, perfect. All right, Steve, you're up next. Who do you got in this matchup? Uh, I'm I'm gonna take DC. Um, that just said everyone said yeah the the New York Gardens defense looked great. That they guess they did, but uh, Aaron Murray looked horrible. He could not read the pressure at all, which of course means they were getting pressure on. But he couldn't feel that blitz coming. To save fucking life, man. It was it was it was embarrassing to watch. To be honest with you, uh, I I that Cardale Jones on the other hand looked great playing with DC. Uh, I'm going to take DC to win. I'm not sure how to call a point spread in this league yet with the new uh, this, the extra point system, but I'm going to take the points. Okay. All right. Paul, I'm going to go to you next. Uh, you know, as a lifelong Defenders fan, and we're one to Lifelong. Lifelong. I'll be uh, taking my boys to cover, but... Uh, I, I used these unders last week were like 51, 52. I'll be interested to see what the over under is because I think this has under written all over it. So give me believe, DC with the points. I believe the over on it is 48. 48? Uh, that's low. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you're take, so you're taking who? Paul? DC, DC minus the points. To cover. DC, DC, and not to cover. All right, Vaughn. To cover, to cover. Oh, to cover, to cover. Okay, let me correct that. Paul is taking DC and the points uh, to cover. All right, Vaughn, you're next. Yeah, I'm actually feeling the same way. I was impressed with how DC looked. Cardell Jones definitely surprised me, and they got Eli Rogers, who I definitely am a fan of. I was upset the Steelers let him go. 
but he looked great uh, with the, like six catches against uh, Seattle. I'm pretty sure. So I got to take them with the points too. But I'm with Paul on this. I think the best bet in this game was the under. DC's defense looked pretty good, and I'm with Steve as well. Aaron Murray looked terrible. He looked like he hasn't played football in a couple of years. Perfect, Kyle. I'm going to you next. Um, I'm gonna go with DC as well. Um, I'm gonna take the spread here. I just I like Cardale Jones against defense. I know New York's defense was great, but I'm I'm just I'm gonna ride here with Cardale Jones. He he had the best uh, PFF grade last week. Um, I mean he is he was solid. So perfect. I'm I'm going to take DC as well. I think New York's actually better than we're giving him credit for. I think it's gonna be a real close game, so I'm not taking the points. I'm gonna take um I guess New York plus five in this type of matchup, but I'm taking DC to win the game. Let's let's switch gears. Let's talk about Seattle now. They're hosting Tampa Bay, a two and a half point favorite on the road. And I'm going to start this one off with Vaughn. How do you feel about Tampa Bay going in, taking a victory in Seattle? Nah, it's not happening. See, like I said, when I watching that, I watched the full Guardians game. That's the most. That's the most watched out of all the games. And the way Tampa Bay looked was not good. I mean, their offense, like Steve said perfectly, Aaron Murray could not read the blitz or pick up a blitz. It was bad, and I don't think that's going to happen here. Seattle didn't look terrible against DC. Um, Cardell Jones looked that good, but I got to take Seattle at home. All right, perfect. Kyle, you feeling the same way? Yeah, unfortunately, and you guys gave me these bastards when we did the picks last week. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, Aaron Murray, he had two picks, I believe. No no scores. I believe that's right. Um, that's correct. He he sucked. I, that's the best way to put it. I didn't even care to watch the rest of the game when he threw his second one. Um, I think I think Seattle's obviously going to cover this. I think Seattle actually walks in here and just takes Tampa Bay to town. So um, yeah, Seattle. And thanks for giving me Tampa. <laughs> Sorry about that, buddy. Steve, I'm going to go to you. How do you feel about Seattle? Uh, I hate drunk because Seattle didn't look great last week either. I, I didn't think I it, but I can't pick Tampa Bay after the way I saw them play last week. And since I'm going to have to take uh, Seattle to win with the points. Fight suck. Yeah, I absolutely feel the same way. I can't pick Tampa Bay. So that's 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 my mm-hmm. personal dilemma right now. Miles, are you feeling the same way about Tampa Bay or are you uh, going to spin another segment to this? Uh, Seattle was horrible. Seattle was the worst team on opening weekend. I, I think that Tampa was bad too, but at least Tampa had some bright spots. Um, that Williams guy, their receiver, had 123 receiving yards on six catches. That was great. Um, they weren't. I mean, they weren't terrible on defense, uh, but they couldn't really get any pressure. They didn't get any turnovers, but uh, th- they were not perfect on defense. But they weren't terrible. The thing that slowed Tampa down was their offense. Uh, but if you were to flip over to Seattle, Seattle had nothing. They had no passing game. They had no running game. They had no defense. They had nothing. Um, Tampa looks bad, but Tampa is still a good team on paper with a good coach. Uh, Mark, I mean, Mark Trestman is a great coach, but he's got a lot of experience, and he can run a good offense. So I think that Tampa Bay will rebound to beat two. And uh, actually, some something funny I read was uh, Seattle's quarterback, Brandon Silvers, when he was the starting quarterback at Troy, uh, Gardner Minshew was a walk-on, and Minshew decided to transfer <laughs> because he believed that he wouldn't win the starting job at Troy. And now Minshew is a air quote starter 
in the NFL and Silvers is a XFL quarterback. So that's a little bit funny, but I'll take Tampa Bay in this game on the upset. Perfect. And and I'm going to go to Paul last. Paul, how are you feeling about this game? Um, I was honestly, Seattle, until that pick six, they were in that game. Uh, I, I just, uh, Tampa's just a mess. I, I just have to see it. I, I know, I know Trestman's a good coach, but, uh, Right now, I'm just gonna I'm gonna roll with Seattle. All right, so let's move on to the next game, and we're gonna go right into that Dallas game. Dallas visiting Los Angeles, but Dallas a four and a half point favorite. That spread must mean that Landry Jones is coming back and starting on the field, in my opinion, because I don't see how you have Dallas as a favorite in this game. But let me start. Let me start off with uh, Miles on this one. Give us the, the rundown on this game. Uh, LA, uh, we talked about them a bit earlier. They fired the defensive coordinator. Their team captain is gone. So a uh, little bit of controversy there, but there was a lot of bright spots for LA last weekend, especially with my boy, Sean Oakman, who had a sack. Uh, he got a lot of pressure. He even had a pass defense. Really good showing from him. He needs to take over and be a leader for that defense now that uh, uh, Johnson's gone. Um, they need to figure it out on offense, though. That offense was not great. Uh, but uh, the way Dallas looked, was who was really good on defense, um, I think that they will have a very tough challenge against that Dallas defense. But that LA defense is what's going to carry them. And since Dallas looked like shit um, on, uh, on offense, I think that LA's defense will win, this, win them this game, especially at home when they're uh, – I think LA will have a good crowd. So I'll take the Wildcats in this one. Perfect. Now I'm going to go over to you, Paul. How are you feeling about the Wildcats and the Dallas matchup? Um, I like I like LA. Uh, is Johnson? What what's going on with him, Miles? I mean, is he's he... a free agent. He was the team captain. He got cut. LA said nothing about it and still hasn't said anything about it. So okay. strange. Right. Um, yeah, no. Um, I, I really like Norm Chow how he puts an offense together. So um, I'm going to roll with him at home. I'm going to roll with LA at home. Gotcha. I'm going to go with Dallas in the hopes that Bob Soups redeems himself. Why wouldn't I? And I'm going to take them not to cover the spread. But let me go over to Vaughn and see what his take is on this Dallas-Los Angeles matchup. Yeah, after week one, um, when I was looking at the week two matchups, I, was, I told myself I was going to take Dallas uh, to cover the spread because I thought they'd probably be the underdogs. But the fact that they're favorites after all that drama that Miles kind of mentioned, um, I still have to ride with them either way because I thought they were going to win. So. I'll back Dallas to take the spread. Uh, they threw the ball, what, 42 times or something like that in, in the first game. So if they're chucking the ball over the field like that, I mean, they gotta, they gotta, they're going to put some points, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Steve, how are you feeling about Dallas? Well, you know, I, I've, been, I've been a Renegades fan uh, since the beginning here. <laughs> and, I've, I've been here for the bad times, been here for the good times. I, I think we have Landry Jones back this week. I, I get to take Dallas to win, especially with I. We have no idea what the hell is going on with Los Angeles. You want the points? You're going to keep it straight. Ah, let's take the points. That's we're having fun tonight. <laughs> Kyle, what about you? Um, I'm going to take Dallas here as well. Um, I just I trust them more than LA. Awesome, Dallas love. That's that's very surprising. You taking the points four and a half? Yes, I am. Okay. All right. So. Very mixed on that game, and let's just, I mean, we can pretty much call this one a sweep in my opinion, but Houston, um, seven and a half point favorites at home, um, and uh, they're playing against St. Louis. Let me go ahead and start this one off with our XFL expert, Miles. Give us a breakdown. 
Yeah, Battle Hawks looked amazing week one. So did Houston. Houston was led by Philip Walker, who some may have heard him as PJ Walker. Either way, it's the same guy. I'm quite familiar mm-hmm. with PJ Walker. Uh, he was a QB at Temple. He's quite good. Um, he didn't. He never really got an NFL opportunity. Uh, even if he did, I don't think he would have made much of it. But he's the perfect XFL guy, and uh, I think he'll have a great season. In fact, as of, if he repeats that week one performance over and over, he'll be the MVP for sure. But uh, St. Louis was uh, had a really strong game. They had to play Dallas's defense, which you know held them to 15 points. But it, through a great fourth quarter and an awesome run game, St. Louis was able to get that win. Uh, Matt Jones, who was the starting running back, I'm surprised there was no Christian Michael. I mean, he had seven carries for zero yards. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's not very good. But Matt Jones, 21 carries, 85 yards. He's going to be the workhorse. I mentioned him earlier. Jordan Tiamau, uh, one touchdown, 183 yards, and a pass rating of 108.4. Quite a good debut for um, St. Louis. Uh, going to be a really good game, but uh, it's in Houston, yeah? Yep. I think that Houston gets the edge here because Philip Walker looked really amazing, but I won't count out St. Louis because if they win this week, they're probably the best team in the XFL. And I don't think St. Louis traveled back. I think they stayed in Texas. So the travel factor is not really a thing. Just keep that in mind, gentlemen. Um, get it right, now, Miles. <laughs> well, no, I don't know. I don't know if you said it, but even if you did, yeah, get it right. All right, Paul, what about you? How are you feeling? Um, I, I absolutely love June Jones. Uh, I always have. Um, it was great to hear the play calls because I didn't know if his playbook was like 8,000 pages or one. So it was pretty <laughs> good to hear him call plays. Uh, I, I just like P.J. Walker. I think he had the best week of any XFL guy. Um, I'm not going to lay the hook, though. Uh, I do like the over in this game. I'm sure it's probably 51-52. That's, that's what they were last week. And uh, if you're going to bet over definitely get on that uh, Houston train. So, Houston it is. You're taking them with the points at seven and a half? No, I'm not going to lay the hook. Uh, M- Miles, are you? Wait, what was the points? Seven, seven and, and a half. half. Ooh, uh, no, I won't take the points. Gotcha. All right, got you there too, Paul. Vaughn, I'm going to go to you next. How are you feeling about the Roughnecks? Uh, I was really hoping they'd both take them with the points. But I'll... I'll... <laughs> I'm going to take the Battle Hawks to cover. Uh, Roughnecks to win, however. But yeah, I, I, a lot of, I agree with what the house says. Um, I, I like the Roughnecks a lot. But I just feel like the Battle Hawks looked good defensively. I mean, holding the nine points. I thought Dallas would look a lot better for a team that threw as much as they did. So if you've if you got a defense like that and they can also get a running game going, um, I'll back them in any game. So I'll take them on the road to cover, but not to win. All right, Kyle, I'm going to you next. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Houston here. I, I don't think they're gonna cover though. Uh, but I I trust Houston more than I do St. Louis. All right, and Steve, going to you. Uh, I'm gonna take Houston to win. I, that offense just looked too good. Um, Seattle, Seattle, St. Louis. I mean, looked pretty good themselves. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna take Houston with the, uh, not to cover. I don't like a seven and a half point spread, but I'm gonna take Houston. DJ Walker. And I need to be different here on this one. So I'm going to take Houston with the points. And um, I thought the Roughnecks looked fantastic. My team looking legit last weekend. I don't know how I ended up with Houston. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky to get that Houston team down there in the XFL. Thank you, guys. Can we mute? 
<laughs> did you guys try to? Did you try to mute me? I mean, you I can know. mute him personally, but we can still hear him. Yeah, very true. I, I want right. to say that that Houston, um, actually, the best part about them is not Philip Walker with that receiving. All the yeah. guys that yeah. can catch the ball, run the ball. Um, I think that I think having that many weapons to surround a young quarterback is amazing, and Philip Walker will have a really good season with that core. Yep. Yeah, and I think Miles, you hit the the nail on the head when you said that's like the perfect guy for the XFL. Somebody who never got that shot in the NFL and to to, to see his talents blossom on on the big stage. Um, I think you you hit the nail on the head with that. So that's, I think that's fantastic analysis. Um, but let's let's switch gears. Let's talk about something we we near and dear love. Let's talk about the NBA. Let's start with the Clippers Boston matchup tomorrow night. Uh, the early game, Boston hosting the Clippers um, there at the Garden, and I'll start with our resident Boston. Celtic lover, I no offense, Miles, but I'm gonna go with Steve. Uh, I'm gonna take Boston to win. Um, I that's regards regardless of if Jalen Brown plays or not. I, I think Boston will win at home and bounce back from uh, playing against you, playing uh, losing to Houston last night. But I, I think the win. I think it's a hell of a tough game, though. Okay, so you're taking Boston. Miles, I'm going to go with you next. Yeah, Boston's been really good recently. And aside from that Houston game, they're 8-2 in their last 10. And uh, I can't really say much more about Boston. Tatum is looking amazing. He's really – I thought Kemba would be the best part of this team, but truly I think Tatum is. Kemba's the best leader, and Kemba is an amazing point guard. But Tatum is for sure the star of this team, and him and Brown and Walker are going to be amazing for the next however many years. Uh, in terms of this game, uh, in Boston, riding that momentum, the Clippers have been good in their last 10, 6 and 4, uh, but losing that game to Philadelphia probably hurt. And um, I, I think going from Philadelphia to Boston after a loss just isn't going to be great. So I'll take the Celtics in this one. Perfect. Paul, I'm going to go to you next. Man, it's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Clippers as long as everyone plays. Um, I, I don't know what they'll do right before the break like that. Uh, I would imagine everybody would be suited up. Um, Jalen Brown, I don't know what's going on there. So I'll, I'll take the Clippers. Steve or Miles, do you know what the update is with that Jalen Brown injury? No uh, idea. He's saying he wants to play, um, but I I think sit him. Okay. Going into the all-star break. I, I, I'd say sit him and – just don't let him keep getting hurt. It's not. It doesn't appear to be anything serious because he's okay. looking to play. Perfect. All right. Now, Vaughn, I'm going to have you chime in here after that analysis. Do you feel like the Clippers will go in and get that upset right before the break, or does Boston roll? I will come back to you, Vaughn. Let me go to you, Kyle. How do you feel about this matchup? Um, I'm gonna be biased here and take Boston. I just, I, I, I like Boston. I like everything they're doing right now. Uh, I believe Miles just brought up that they're eight and two in the last ten. Um, I just, I'm, I'm gonna take Boston here against the Clippers. Okay, perfect. And I am taking the uh, Clippers um to to win this game, not because I think they're the better team, but because. I believe Boston's kind of going to that all-star break, uh, all-star break with a bit of a limp and trying to regain themselves. Um, if Jalen Brown doesn't play for sure going Clippers, if he does and he's limited, 
still think that puts a hampering to the rotation. Um, and uh, although I do think the, the Celtics are a fantastic team, um, don't think that, that their main goal is to win a game going to the All-Star break. It's mainly to get healthy. Um, Vaughn, do I have you back? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm riding with the Clippers as well. I think that they've been 5-1 and one against the spread in the last six in Boston. Um, if Jalen Brown isn't playing, I ride with the Clippers, even though their rotation is kind of getting figured out right now. But uh, I think that they should rest him and let him get healthy before the all after the All Star break. So I'll ride with the Clippers to continue their their streak in Boston. Yeah, perfect. Well, Vaughn, I'm going to stick with you and go right into the next segment, which is going to be Oklahoma City against New Orleans. Zion uh, playing at home right before the break against CP3 and the Thunder. Everybody playing. Let me go ahead and start with you. How do you feel about Zion? And the, and the Pelicans winning before the break. Yeah, this is a great matchup. It's a fun one. If this was in Oklahoma City, I would love the Thunder. Um, the over in this one is probably a hit, as both teams are top 10 in pace. But I like, uh, I like the Pelicans as the home team. They've been surprising a lot of people. And when they're at home and they're playing with Zion, you got to ride with them because they look good. Okay. Steve, you, you feel the coming comeback rookie of the year type of player in Zion and the Pelicans at home? Uh, yeah, I'll take the Pelicans at home. All right. What about you, Paul? You you riding with the uh, Nola train also? Yeah, I I think the over is the way to go. I mean, both those teams get up and down. And I I think it'll be wide open right there before the break. <coughs> okay, Miles, you gonna keep this Pelican train going? I just want to correct Vaughn. He said that uh, the Thunder were top ten in pace. They're actually tied for twentieth. The Pelicans are third, and that's actually a crazy stat right there. You. <laughs> Um, the, the Thunder are really good at playing defensive ball and winning through that way. And since the Pelicans got Zion, they're six and three. And that's, and, and, you know, that's, there's nothing more you can ask for than when you get your superstar to start winning games. Um, not that you really want to rely on a superstar like the Bucks do. Um, but that, that solid young core of Ball, Ingram, and Zion, I really hope they keep that core together, even though I've heard tons of people saying, oh, we should trade Ingram. You know, we don't need him now that Zion's here. That's, that's not true. You've got to have a good shooter in Ingram, especially considering that he's a great wing. Um, Zion in the paint is going to be a fucking wrecking ball. And Lonzo will thread the needle. That's all you need. Um, but I think that phase of test, like the Thunder before the All-Star break, is going to be really tough for that young squad. So I actually will take the Thunder in this game to pull off the win. Perfect. I'm going to take the Thunder to win this game as well. I think they're going to go in with some momentum. CP3 is kind of on a high, get his, get his all-star bid, going to play with LeBron again. Um, Kyle, bring this one home for regular games. Who are you having this late-night matchup tomorrow night? I'm going to take Thunder here. Um, Chris Paul's in the Thunder riding hot. They're doing great. Um, you know they're they're actually finding their their way right now, so I, I I'm gonna take Thunder. Okay, all right, perfect. Well, let's talk about All Star Weekend and get through these picks quick, so we can get to another commercial break. Don't want to lose people now. Early morning segment. Now, um, Team World versus Team USA starts off the All Star Weekend. I'm gonna start off with you, Vaughn, on this segment, and who do you have in this Young Gun matchup? Um, they need to get rid of this thing and get back to how it used to be. But I'm going to take Team USA in this one. Um, just think they have a little bit better of a roster. I probably won't be tuned in this as much, but I'll take them, though. I'm taking Team USA as well, just because it's USA. Honestly, there's not a dog in this fight. And if you're betting on this and not enjoying All-Star Weekend, I'm ashamed of you. I'm going to go with you, Steve. How do you feel about USA versus the world? 
I'll go Team USA. USA all the way. USA. Let me go ahead and go to the Canadian. Miles, how are you feeling about this game? No idea who's on either roster, and I agree it's a stupid format. But I'm not American, so I'll take Team World. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Kyle, I'm going to go with you next. I'm going Team USA because, you know, go USA. Paul, how about you? USA, I'm on it. USA. Obviously, Dre would have picked World as well. Um, could be one of those tiebreaker things where this game means absolutely nothing to us right now, but it's going to come down to that with the tiebreaker for a record. So kudos to you, Miles, if you win that one. Let's talk about the skills competition. A lot of great athletes competing up and down um, when it comes to passing and dribbling and showboating and three-point shooting. Um, I'm going to go ahead and have uh, Paul start us off with this one. Who are you taking in the skills competition? Uh, let me see. Come back to me. I didn't have the skills up. Okay, let's start with you, Kyle. Dead. Okay, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, oof. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go bias and go Jason Tatum. I think he's gonna take the skills challenge. Jason Tatum going with Kyle's pick. Miles, do you want to chime in with your pick for the skills competition? Uh, yeah, I just had to look up the fucking list real quick. But um, uh, <laughs> an, in- an interesting group. But yeah, I definitely. A lot, of, a lot of people are sleeping on Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie can really do it all yeah. in in that sense. Um, so can Tatum. But Tatum's a forward, so he's a little bit slower, and it always comes down to that last stretch: who's faster, who can get the shot up. So. It, it's really crucial that Dinwiddie gets there just as fast and makes that shot, which he can do. But Tatum is more likely to drain a shot than Dinwiddie. But every time it comes down to it, it comes down to speed. So I'm going to go with Dinwiddie. Gotcha. Steve, do you have a dog in the fight for this skills competition? Tatum. Tatum all the way. No bias there. Yeah, no, absolutely not. When would I ever give a bias take? Very sound take there. Paul, I'm coming back to you. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with Beverly. <laughs> the Chicago boy. That is my pick as well. You want to tell us why, Paul? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he's a, he's a, he won a four, right? Like, back in, what, like, 16, 15? Mm-hmm. Yep. That, you know. Wearing down. a better jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I just, I, I. I saw the list, and that's what I like. Gotcha. And Vaughn, you're last to come in on this one. Who do you have for this skills competition? Yeah, I'm with Miles. I like Dinwiddie a lot. He's He's got the passing, shooting, dribbling. Uh, I think Tatum and Chris Middleton are the next two favorites in this one. But, uh, yeah, if you're betting, you might as well throw it on Pat Bev. He's from Chicago. He loves Chicago. That's where the all-star game is. So, hey, hometown boy, he might, he might win it. <laughs> Let's switch gears. Let's talk about the three-point contest. A lot of big names for this one. Mon, yeah, that's I'm, me. How you doing, buddy? I'm switch. I'm switching up things right here, and I'm I'm gonna start off the three-point competition. I am gonna take Davis Bertans to win this competition in upset oh. the field. So I am gonna say without that man having any sort of uh, fatigue and not a hand in his face, I'm gonna take the seven-footer. Let me go over to you, Vaughn. Who do you have? three-point challenge yeah that's hilarious we talked about the other day but he is one of the best shooters without a hand in his face for sure um i like him joe harris is a favorite uh, because he lost last year but the sleepers duncan robinson here this guy is making almost four threes a game all he does is shoot three-pointers 
Um, I like Duncan Robinson and, and uh, Joe Harris to be the one and two guys in this one. Perfect. Paul, how are you feeling about this field? I like Joe Harris. I think that you know, he's going to come back. Come back for the Can you say that again, Paul? I lost you. Oh, there. yeah. Yeah, no, uh, Joe Harris. I think he's going to come back for the title this year. Gotcha. Joe Harris. Miles, what about you? Uh, before I give my pick, I just want to say that even though I'm no longer a Hornets fan, I'm so happy that Devontae Graham is blowing up this year. I was very happy when the Hornets drafted him, and I was like, hell yeah, we got a great guard to pair with Kemba for the next many years. And then, I, you know, yeah, Kemba left. So uh, I'm glad he's here. Uh, I'm, Damian Lillard is so hot. It's going to be really – I think that he would should be the favorite. Um, Trey Young is just automatic from distance. But I am going to go with Buddy Heald to win yeah. this three-point conversation. Good pick. Yep, buddy. Yeah. Don't fire I, I debated that one. I debated that one. Steve, going to you. How do you feel about the three-point contest? Who's taking it? Uh, I haven't really prepared, looked into this at all, because I wasn't expecting to be on. So, uh, Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard. Dame time's not a bad choice. Dame time's not a bad choice. Um, I do like the four-point integration. I think somebody said that already, right? I think that's that's phenomenal, the big three add-on. Mm-hmm. Um, let me go to you, Kyle. Who do you have in this three-point matchup? I'm going to take Joe Harris. I, I like him. I like him to win this. Perfect. And Vaughn, can you repeat your pick for me real quick? Yeah, I'm going to go with Joe Harris as well. I think Duncan Robinson is going to be the second guy. That's what I meant by that. Gotcha. With Joe Harris. Perfect. All right, guys. Uh, two last big picks, and we can call this segment over. Slam dunk competition. We have some repeat offenders in there. We have Dwight Howard coming back, which is my pick for the slam dunk contest. Uh, let me let me t- ask you, Steve. Do you have a slam dunk winner yourself? Uh, let me look at who's in it. All right, I'll come back to you, Miles. Who's your slam dunk champion this year? So happy Aaron Gordon's back in here, and I really wish Zach Levine was here too because. Uh, yeah, that, just seeing those two face off again would be awesome. But Derek Jones Jr. is no one to sleep on either. Uh, I'm glad he's back too. He was he was pretty good last time he was in. Uh, I have no idea how to pronounce this dude's name. Pat Connaughton, Con Connaughty, Connaughton, All right, Crouton. Uh, <laughs> Crouton. No fucking idea. No fucking idea who he is. Uh, I think Dwight Howard will look like shit. Uh, wow. So it'll be between Gordon and Jones, and I'm actually going to say Jones takes it on the upset. Wow. All right, Jones going miles away. Pa, who's your dog in this fight? Aaron Gordon. Love him. I want to see I want to see a high flyer. Aaron Gordon for Pa. Vaughn, how about you? I'm riding with Derek Jones Jr. as well. The boy has got serious hops. If Zach Levine was in it, I would feel more inclined to pick Aaron Gordon as he wants revenge. But I think Jones will run away, and uh, Pat Connington should not be in this contest. I should be in this contest before him, so there's that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Kyle, what about you? I'm going to take Aaron Gordon. I just I like Aaron Gordon. I'm not a fan of any of these guys, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Aaron Gordon in this one. Gotcha. All right, Steve, we're back at it. You're the last pick. Uh, you gotta go Aaron Gordon. Just looking at the list, that's that's the obvious choice. Aaron Gordon. 
Aaron Gordon. All right, so mixed feelings on this. I'm obviously taking <laughs> Dwight Howard. No affiliation. Don't really care about the affiliation, but I mean, nice to see the old guy take the win. Um, and also, we were talking about right this on good, the, outside the paint and um, uh, with Vaughn, but you know, he was supposed to have Kobe in his in his uh, slam dunk lineup, and he was supposed to help him out with the dunk. So, gotta believe the emotions are there and. He'll make the finals. I just don't know who that would be against. So I just, that's my. I just want to say that Howard right now is a plus five hundred odds. So I think that if you were to bet money on that, uh, I would say that just like throw so throw a little bit. Even though I said Howard would finish dead last, sometimes I'm wrong. So maybe just throw a little bit of money on that because I think that could. I mean, be... sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes twenty to win a hundred. I mean, that's that's a little something. Twenty to win. Yeah. Miles, who do you think was going to win Super Bowl Fifty One? <laughs> you, got, <did> you, <laughs> you said you said sometimes you're wrong, so I just I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering who you thought was gonna win the second half of that game. Well, were you really delusional enough to think that New England would have a perfect season? Oh, <laughs> oh man, Miles, you know spicy. that's why. Uh, you know that's why I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> we're getting spicy we heard this story at the age of what was it 9 12 13 at the age of 12 in his te- early preteen teen years Steve turned alcoholic because of his non-perfect schedule and uh, we're, we're going to transition from that and talk about something else that's drunk about Giannis and LBJ being uh, captains for the all-star game and uh, LeBron uh, his Wonderful all-star team, and Giannis picked all the backups so, again. So I'll run through this pretty quick. Um, who isn't Team LBJ for this game? I'm not. I'm You're never. Not. Te- I'm never Team LBJ. Okay, so we have some. We have some some difference of opinion. So I am Team LeBron for this game. Let me go down the list. Then Miles, you said your Team Giannis. Yeah, uh, first of all, Giannis is always a one-man guy. I think he can go up against the best players in the NBA with fucking bench players from Wizards and probably still win. Um, but I'm a little bit biased. Kemba's there. I do love Giannis. Uh, I just think that even though it looks bad, having that many like it's the all-star game. Like It doesn't really come down to skill. It's just, you know, at one point someone's going to win. I don't like that. So I'll say uh, Team Giannis. What did what did uh what did Greece finish this past summer? I don't fucking know. Didn't they lose to a bunch of nobodies? I don't know. Like I I said the backups of the Wizards, not the fucking guys from Cuba. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, I mean they, they, he couldn't beat nobody. Actually I think Bruno Caboclo was actually on that team, whoever they played. Hey, hey Aaron Ernest, sometimes he's wrong. Oh, that's right. That's my bad. That's my bet. But let me go to you, Steve. Who do you have, Team LeBron or Team Giannis? Uh, I'm going to take Team Giannis. I, I, I don't like Giannis. I'm not a Giannis fan, but I like I hate LeBron a lot more than I dislike Giannis. So gotcha. I'm, I'm rooting for Giannis, and I'm pick, taking Giannis to win. Woo-hoo. Paul, what about you? I'm on Team LeBron, bud. LeBron for Paul. Vaughn, how about you? Dead. Yeah, he's dead. We'll come back, Vaughn. Kyle. I'm not dead, I swear. Um I'm gonna take Team LeBron. LeBron there. Just because I want to be different and screw the rest of you. 
<laughs> Vod, I'm going to chime in. You want to make this last pick? You still with us? The Cobra take yeah. another. Well, I'm going to go oh, ahead and... R.I.P. Vaughn. Yeah. Vaughn, you Poor there? Guy. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, there we you got go. you now. There we go. There we go. Short story. Uh, I work at an after-school program sometimes. It, it broke my phone. It's being real weird. And uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but yeah, he, he needs something. But anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah. Team LeBron all the way. Team Giannis. Just, he's literally drafted all his friends, and he's good ball passers. So I got to take Team LeBron. The team total over is the money hitter for that team for that game. Gotcha. But there is our pick'em segment, and like I said, we uh, we have some fun with it. Expect there to be a lot upcoming and a lot of debates further next week as we get into the true heart of the NBA season. We're going to take a commercial break. Doom through this last segment. won't be about another five. As we move to round three, want to remind everyone traveling to the Alamo City during the beautiful fall and winter seasons, keep SATX rated handy for the latest information on new events, restaurants, and giveaways so that you and your family or loved ones can enjoy the city with the hottest scenes. You can follow at SATX rated on any social platform where they constantly do giveaways like being front row or sitting behind home plate at the San Antonio Missions game or courtside seats at the San Antonio Spurs game. Follow SATX rated today. Round three. What's cooking in the lab? Five minutes. Thanks, guys. All right. We are round three, and I'm really glad I have everybody on for round three um, because we want to talk about everybody's podcast because we, we really function in a big network, and I appreciate everybody being a part of this of the Into the Lab podcast and being a sports scientist. But I just want to go around to our sports panelists and, and talk to our, our listeners about what your podcast brings to the table. And I'm going to go ahead and start with Miles. Talk to us a little bit about what the Institute of Drafting is. All right, yeah. So uh, my podcast is the Institute of Drafting. Very new. We're only two episodes in. Uh, but basically, the I love the draft and I love following prospects. So the whole concept is looking at the prospects, you know, talking about the draft. Um, not just the NFL, which is I'm starting with the NFL because that's my forte. That's what I'm most familiar with. But my plan is eventually to branch out, talk about all major sports, even talk about maybe some WWE because I love WWE too. But the whole thing is, is just talk about rookies, talking about prospects and uh, getting to know the future of your team is a big deal to me. So I think that's that's what I'm trying to put out is, you know, maybe guys you don't know, guys that could ruin a franchise, sort of stuff along with that. And actually next week I'm going to be having my first guest and he is in this chat, Mr. Paul. I will have him on next week and I think it'll be a really exciting episode. And just going forward, I can't wait to uh, keep producing content. Awesome stuff. So if you're looking for prospect information, if you're looking to hear from more of our sports scientists on other areas, Miles is the person, and Miles Institute of Drafting. What is your at? Uh, you can find my Twitter at the Phantom Jazzy, or if you want to just go to the website instituteofdrafting.com, I'll have all articles and po- podcast episodes in a library there for you. Perfect, perfect. Well, we're not. That's not the only podcast guest. I'm going to bring on Vaughn. Vaughn, you do outside the paint, and that mm-hmm. is your podcast. Um, talk to us a little bit about what what that show entails. Yes, sir. Uh, strictly NBA NBA podcast, uh, all, all basketball, some college in there, but 
group of guys that uh, yeah, I went to college with and, you know, did a lot of work with. We decided to come together, put a podcast on. And, of course, Miles, Steve, Ernest, you're the latest guest that we've had on. Um, hoping to grow, you know, Paul and Kyle, you guys are always welcome on as well. But, yeah, you might hear a little bit of gambling in there. I got some some stuff for the Blue Collar Media Group coming out, hopefully a little YouTube channel and sports gambling to grow on. So watch out for Outside the Paint um, on Twitter and Instagram, and you can uh, definitely – follow myself as well so we'll have some stuff going on and um all these guys will be included as well perfect and, and so vaughn outside the paint strictly nba some college basketball but you're the go-to for that um what's your ad again so we can share it yeah so you could do um you could search outside the paint or otp uh it's paint podcast after that it could be a little confusing so i just tell everyone search outside the paint um because yeah not everyone's as smart as me so <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's perfect. And and uh, moving on to the next podcast we feature is going to be Steve. And Steve, you you host slightly biased, and you've been on Into the Lab for a very long time. Um, so talk to us a little bit about what slightly biased brings to the table, or if you have any other things in production as well. Um, uh, slightly biased. It's but sports, any sports, I'll cover anything. Uh, of course, it's a little bit biased because of me, but I try not to let my bias overcome my knowledge of the game. Yeah, that's perfect. And Steve, uh, well, for the Blue Collar Media Group, you're now doing some uh, some videos, correct? You're now doing some personal videos. Yes, yes. I you'll you'll catch me putting up videos for uh, Blue Collar Media Group yeah, fairly regularly. Awesome. Perfect, perfect. And and last but not least, I do want to bring on Kyle. Um, Kyle, you joined us. You, you joined us later on in the NFL season. Uh, you really been a big part of the, of the show in the playoffs and going to the NBA season. Talk to us about Loud Sports Podcast. Oh, uh, over at Loud Sports, you know we uh, we talk all things sports. We don't just focus on one sport in particular. There's three of us. I have my co-host David and Cohen. Uh, David is my college sports expert. Really, um, he also touches on the other topics that we talk about, but. His main focus is our college sports segments, such as uh, college basketball, college football, hockey, baseball, all that stuff. And then Cohen, he's kind of an all-around guy, but he's just started our new segment, MMA. Um, I'm actually really excited about that. He's talking all things MMA, all UFC. Um, he really digs deep into it. He's got great knowledge, his experience in MMA, so it really helps to have somebody like that. Um, you can find us at on Twitter at at loud sports or at loud underscore sports cast. Um, we have a website currently, but it is like, it, it's getting worked on all the time. So right now it's down. Um, we have a Facebook page. You can find us on there. You can also find us on the blue collar media group page. Um, I'm also doing a little bit of writing off to the side for blue collar media group. Uh, just kind of doing dipping my feet in it. We wrote, I've released a couple articles so far. Um, I'm really excited to collab with all these guys and work with you guys because it's just, it's really grown our show as a whole. And I mean, you can check us out on Apple podcast, uh, anchor. We're always doing big things. We're actually looking to join you in Vegas for the draft, which is really exciting. So. Yeah. That, and that's great stuff, right? Because, uh, and you've heard it multiple times, blue collar media group is kind of the, the hub of where all of these podcasts and writers can come together and, and really be authentic on the teams that they follow and how we want to um, follow our sports and really analyze and debate off of one another. Um, so if you haven't followed Blue Collar uh, Sports or Blue Collar Sports Media Group, please go find them and 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 follow them as well. That's where our, our network of podcasts will be, network of pods. Um, but obviously, uh, Paul, 
great things. He comes on every episode. I want to give a kudos and shout out to him as well as um, uh, Dre Rogers, who also does tons of wrestling articles as well as wrestling coverage. Um, and he does, he comes on obviously with his uniqueness to the show. Um, but a kudos to everybody. And thank you for sharing that everybody. Um, let's talk about ITL a little bit more. Um, Intel lab is hitting the road for the spring and the summer. Um, we're obviously going to be going to Boston, um, this coming March. Um, so March 5th through 8th, I into the lab podcast will be there where a slew of us will be doing a live show and um, going to the ESPN Sports Analytics Conference, where we'll, we will hopefully be a finalist for the DraftKings competition and really um, get to be featured there inside the conference. And so if you want to be a part of the show or you want to be a part of this group at any time, you can always DM um, myself at the Sport Gene um, or send a message on www.thesportgene.com if you think that's a little more professional way um either way if you can't make it out in march you can make it out in april or may as we will be in vegas and specifically in april for the nfl draft we'll be live and on scene there for blue collar media group and in may we'll be back for the nba playoffs featuring different people there and, and live interviewing what their bets are and their analysis to have more in-depth coverage as vegas really hops around that may timeline and then last but not least, in June, Into the Lab will be out on the road again, going to the Seattle-Portland area um, for a two-stop tour, doing live coverage in Portland, uh, in surrounding areas uh, for the summertime, and then in Seattle for the uh, first Houston road game in the Seattle area. So really looking for live coverage there. So that should be um, the Houston Astros road game. So that should be funny, as I expect a ton of booze to go see that live. Um, and so really excited about that. But... As we always end this show, uh, we you know we always uh, don't want you to forget that we can all be found on Twitter. All of our podcast homes will be found in the Blue Collar Media Group. Our bios and our landing site is on Into the Lab is found at www.thesportgene.com. And we appreciate any support with purchases of our T-shirts or just sharing our show, retweeting, likes, you name it. We want it and maybe a nice review. That would be great. My name is Ernest Silva. I'm at the Sport Gene, and on behalf of everyone this morning, we hope you guys have a great All Star Weekend. Goodbye. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today. Today.